Hey, I'm Madison, and you're listening to the Rooftop Series podcast. Here, we talk with musicians, artists, and professionals in the industry to discuss, well, music and everything else. The Rooftop Series is a community focused on showcasing up-and-coming artists with a story. Each week, we bring you conversations that get real about the behind the scenes of the music industry, songwriting, producing, and more. So with that, let me introduce our guest for today. What's up? How's it going? It's going well. Good. I'm so excited. Me too. How's New York? Are you in Brooklyn right now? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. Um, New York is good. Very rainy today, so I haven't been doing much. I hurt my ankle recently, so I haven't really been skating or, like, walking at all, really. It's all good. Gives me a lot of good time to play video games, practice music, do art, stuff like that. Nice. I love it. This is a, a conversation I genuinely wanted to have with you, like, as a friend. Amazing. <laughs> and I'm even more excited to be able to share it with other people. So with that, you want to get into it? Let's do it. Okay, cool. So, Danny, tell us a little bit about who you are. What is up? <laughs> but no, I am a full-time skateboard instructor right now, living in Brooklyn. And with the quarantine and all, in the pandemic, I've been recently getting into lots of different things that I previously didn't really have time for. So music, for example, and then also some art and things like that. But I've been playing music basically my whole life. Um, I didn't start playing guitar until about freshman year of high school. And that's when I really like got into it. And then throughout, you know, those high school years, I was like going really hard with music, had a little bit of a drop off during college. But other than that, um, I've been having a lot of fun playing music, writing, writing songs. I haven't written songs in a while. Um, except for this past year about. So I, in my bio, I, I wrote that I was like influenced by 2000s pop punk, which is like still the case. And I still listen to that music all the time. And so I started getting into that music um, in high school and I, I didn't write songs before then. And then I heard these songs and I was like, wow, these really speak to me. Unlike, you know, very like in my bedroom, I'm like a super emo kid type level. <laughs> And so I wanted to write some more songs or write write songs that sounded like that. So I started doing that in high school mainly. And I had a lot of free time like when I wasn't doing homework. So that was a lot of my time spent in high school. I was playing guitar, you know, like four-ish hours a day sometimes. It was great. Um, then I had, a, I had a big drop-off of music in general uh, in college just because of like schoolwork, all the social life and stuff like that. But actually, Fede really helped me get back into it. We started playing guitar together. And so I started writing a few songs, but quarantine has really been like very helpful in terms of the creative process and just having time to spend on writing music. I went through a breakup at the beginning of quarantine into the summer. And so the songs that I write are usually like very emotionally charged and sad, like sad boys music type stuff. Um, and so that really helped. And then, 
And then once I was alone, you know, in my apartment, it was just like, it just came so naturally. Tell me more about that, like in 2020, sitting in your apartment and kind of how did that lead you to releasing your first single on Spotify? Yeah, so I basically what happened is with the quarantine, my, my job shut down and I was doing like remote stuff. But as a skateboard instructor, remote is not really a thing. And so I was doing some like administrative stuff here and there in some Zoom classes, but they'd be, you know, like an hour, 45 minutes a day. Right. And then I was spending a lot of time, like very intentional time, trying to just play more music. Um, and once my ex moved out, I like really had time to focus on music. And I was playing around with a bunch of bunch of songs. And then one day I came up, I think I wrote Tisa Goalby in like 30 minutes. That's amazing. <laughs> and I was just like, this is, this is kind of catchy. I like it. And like over a week, I, I really flushed it out and edited the lyrics and made sure that it sounded good all together. Um, and was sending it around to a few friends and they were like, wow, this is actually pretty catchy. I like it. It's like a very summery song. It's a bop. And, and I was thank you. Thank you. I still love it. <laughs> and um, I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to try to just release a song on Spotify. It's always been a goal of mine just to have a song out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wrote some songs to put them on SoundCloud like way back in, you know, 2010 or something like that. Once I decided to do that and just went for it, I was like, I was like going to do it, you know, no matter what. Even if I, I, it was not even about so much like hoping to make it or anything. It was just about having that goal and trying to release a song. I was happy. I was like, I'm going to be happy if this gets like 50 plays, you know? So. What, tell me like from the song you sent to your friends to the single that's on Spotify, is it about the same? Like, what did anything change like were you doing all of the production for it so what happened is i wrote the song like just little bits here and there i think i originally wrote the intro and then i was listening actually to beach bunny and one of my favorite songs by beach bunny has like a lo-fi intro and i was like oh i should do a lo-fi intro that'd be cool so like i i put that in and then i'm really not like good at music production but i recorded all the guitar all the vocals and found like the little, I found some like little uh, sound clips, so like of the ocean online, and then the the drumming and stuff like that. I did all of that, but then when it came down to actually putting it on Spotify, I had I wanted it to get it nicely mastered and mixed. Yeah, yeah. And so I went to Fiverr and found some guy who was great. No <laughs> way! Talked. You just went online yeah. and found a producer. Yeah, yeah. He was great. He was like. And it was nice too, because because he I messaged him and I like sent him a sample and he's like I actually, I like the song so I'm down to do it. <laughs> oh, that's great. And so yeah, he did it and he was great and I paid I didn't pay too much. He was like pretty affordable and I think he did a great job. Um, yeah. And then from there, I used CD Baby um, because they I don't know what that is. like this, it's like a it's a music distribution service and so that's the way to get your music on these professional music streaming services mm. and. So there's a bunch, there's so many, you know, um, this one was like really, this one was like highly rated for first time artists just cause like you don't have to pay per month. It's a one-time fee okay. where some of them are, are, are like pay per month. And I'm sure that artists who are putting out songs a lot, it's going to be more worth it, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to release as many songs as you need within a month or like whatever. Uh, but I only have one now, so it ended up being fine. I like set a release date and 
you know, they put it on there. I don't really know how it works, but. <laughs> That's amazing. How did you, the day that I was doing, she was there. How did you Sorry. feel like the first time listening to it on a professional streaming platform like Spotify? It was crazy. And then I got such good, um, I had such amazing support from my friends. They're like, I'm so appreciative. They're so, everyone is so amazing, like reposting it, sharing it. And I was like, honestly blown away by the amount of support and the amount of listens that I got. What's kind of like, in your opinion, the artist vibe or scene in Brooklyn where you live? Like, did you feel that has a level of support to it too? I think definitely. Um, I think that there are a lot of like up and coming, really, really talented artists around Brooklyn, especially in like the Williamsburg-ish area where I was living at the time. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a lot of creative energy, which is amazing. And I think that helps with, if you want to like, being a creative headspace a lot of the time it's always easy to like find someone that you can bounce ideas off you know a friend will know someone and you know you can you can connect but i think like with sharing it um like my roommate now he's in a band and he's like it was like cool for him to listen to it uh as i was moving in with him at the end of august and it's a great community i think i think um being here definitely helped. I don't know if I would have done it if I was at like home or something. Yeah, absolutely. And then the layer of like a pandemic year where you were saying it sounds like a lot was changing in your life. And it's kind of like, do you, how did music then in your, in your opinion, kind of like play in with everything going on that you've shared? Yeah, I think music for me was a great outlet just to release energy you know, like use my pent up energy from like being inside in general, like first and foremost. And then also just to deal with, you know, all the emotions of being in a pandemic, not being able to go out and live your life normally. And then also on top of that, going through a breakup, I was like, there was just something, it was a great like cathartic way for me to spend my time. Mm-hmm. What else do you feel like you've learned from, from this experience and from your songwriting? Um, you know, it's funny is I, tend to write songs when I only when I'm really sad or really happy and so (laughs) makes sense like yeah and it's just I just don't feel you know I go through like periods of time where I'm like really into songwriting and really into playing music and that was like right at the end of the summer when I was feeling a lot of you know emotions just from everything going on and then like I had a little bit of a drop off and then, like, I started to get into a new relationship at the end of the end of the year, and I was like writing songs again, but like much more happy er mm-hmm. songs. And so it's just funny that I, like, I have to be in a very specific, almost like at the at the ends of my, like the it's like a really high emotion or really low emotion, and then then I feel inspired. Um, and other than that, I mean, I think it's, I know it's good for me just to write songs in general, like regardless of how good they are, just putting words on paper mm. is is a, so great for my mental health. It's a good muscle too, you know, like as your songwriting career like progresses, at least like on the filmmaking side, they tell you if whatever you're going to do, you have to do, do it a little bit every day to get better. Truly. For sure. That's true with a lot of things, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so tell us, what, what did you perform on the Rooftop series? So I performed five songs, three originals. So I'll, I'll talk about those first. The first one I wrote with one of my best friends, Caleb. He is a, he is a great uh, singer and songwriter as well. He's really into poetry. 
um, or writing poems and then just writing little snippets of, you know, songs. And so we spent a lot of time together pre-quarantine writing music or trying to come up with like lots of different types of songs. He has different tastes in music as I do, but we also overlap at the same time. And so we just would like get together for a couple hours and just kind of throw things back and forth. And we came up with this song. I think he, he wrote a lot of the lyrics and I wrote the instrumentals and he was feeling, I think he was like his, his emotions really come out in this song. And I hope that I did it justice. I think he was feeling a little bit, you know, he just wanted to, he just wanted his feelings to be heard. And so that was our untitled song. We don't have a name for it yet. And I don't think it's quite finished yet. That's still but, cool. A little like special sneak peek. Exactly. And I love it. I was telling him, I was sending him recordings of it this week. And he's like, this is so much potential. We got to keep going. So yeah. hopefully we'll have a, we'll have a, more polished version sometime. Um, and then, obviously, my second song, Seasick Lullaby, very close to my heart, <laughs> uh, is the song that I put out on Spotify. And, you know, it's interesting. I was, I wrote it on electric guitar, and then there was, like, two guitar parts to those drums, and I think it adds a very, like, poppy summery vibe. Mm -hmm. But I, I like the acoustic version as well. Um, it lets me just play around more with the backing track guitar. Yeah. Um, and focus more on the vocals, which is nice. That's one of my so. all-time favorite things about live music is watching these really well-produced pop songs get stripped down and, like, experiencing the song a second time and being like, this is a great song. And I was talking about with Nelly on the other podcast, and she was like, when you can strip a song down and it sounds really good acoustic, she's like, that's a good song. <laughs> so I'm super, yeah. super stoked about that. I agree. And I'm really enjoying playing the acoustic version of it. Um, it definitely was like a challenge for me to make it sound similar, but also have a different vibe, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then the third song, the third song I hadn't played for many people. I, I sent the, I think the voice memo that I recorded to a few close friends. Um, but this song is... The song that I wrote, I was feeling very, very grateful for all my friends' support in, like, quarantine and going through tough times. And I was just like, they're the best. You know, I, I moved to Brooklyn in, you know, 2017, found a great group of friends here. Um, and they've just been so amazing. And then, of course, my family always has been amazing as well. But I was just feeling very grateful for them. And, like, we were going through this crazy, crazy emotional time with, like, um, all the protests and, and COVID and just, like, it's uh, it's just about stepping back, taking a breath and making sure you remember all the people that love you and, and that support you. And it's going to be, it's going to be okay if you just, you know, <laughs> step back and see the world for what it is. That's amazing. That's like the most needed, I feel like at this point in time, like the most needed message, you know, as I we're know. all trying to come out of this pandemic and for sure. That's so and great. So I'm glad I'm glad that I was able to write it. I think it was it was on the back of like many, many like sad breakup songs that I was writing and I was just like, Enough of this, you know, I need something different. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what's what's next for you? What are you doing as a musician, as a songwriter? 
Yeah, so I I go, as I was saying, I go through periods of like writing a lot and then not writing. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm entering a period right now of starting to feel like I'm inspired by the music around me. Um, you know, a lot of these songs that I write are inspired directly by certain songs. Like I was, I was listening to, or I was reading, I guess, you know, the on Spotify, they had that like genius thing where you can read about the artist yeah, or the yeah. lyrics during the song. And I was listening to driver's license Amazing. and she was saying that she wrote a song. She wrote driver's license right after listening to a song by Gracie Abrams, who I really love. And I did the exact same thing. And like, so, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we're both inspired by the same song. That's amazing. Um, I infor- I wanted to play that song, but I it's on keys and I like don't have a keyboard here. Oh, and, I see. I see. Like, there's a lot of like production drums that are also added to the song, and I just couldn't do it. But I'm hoping to. I have some songs on the back burner as well that I want to polish up and release. That would be great. So next for me, I don't know if I'm going to release. An EP, I think, is probably the move, or just another couple songs, one at a time. I haven't decided. Cool. Well, we're so excited for to be here for whatever you decide. For I'm sure, excited. keep us posted. <laughs> we love having people on the rooftop series that like we can actively watch like grow. You know, whether whether they continue or not, I feel like we have a really cool bond with everyone on the series. Um, so I'm so stoked for, for everything that's next for you and so stoked for everyone to watch your performance. Um, Me too. With releasing Seasick Lullaby, I have an audience in general, which is crazy. I didn't even know that was possible. Um, <laughs> I think with Seasick Lullaby, I, a lot of these people that are like peripheral friends reached out to me or people that I haven't talked to in so long and they're like, the song is so great. I I feel happy when I listen to it. And that's like the main thing. I want people to be able to feel what I'm feeling while I'm writing the music. Uh, I had this crazy experience. Like at the end of the summer, this kid messaged me on Instagram. And he's like, dude, your song is so good. It makes me so happy every time I see it. Keep creating music. Um, I'm just really so happy to listen to your song. And like we have no mutuals on Instagram. I have no idea how he found my song. It's such a like surreal experience to have a fan that doesn't know any of my friends, you know, or anyone who like I knew at all and found my music. And then at the end of the year, his Spotify wrapped, my song was his number one song. And I was like, this is crazy. Sad. That's amazing. Wild. That is wild. Yeah. And so he must have listened to it a million times, you know? <laughs> um, but dude, you have a solid amount of like monthly listeners because we were checking out your Spotify profile. Like... You got some solid monthly people. I know. They're like, they keep coming back for it. And it's funny too, because people will find my song. Like another thing that was crazy was my boss has a 10 year old daughter and her favorite song for a while was Seasick Lullaby. She kept asking her dad, she kept asking her dad, like, is there a 10 hour version on YouTube? (laughs) (laughs) Stop. That's amazing. (laughs) It's so funny. That's so Um, great. That's so, so great to have that organic. And it, it truly is a song that, like, it does just, it's like a dopamine rush, you know? Super I think it's like, a, it's like a feeling, you know? Yeah. And if you want to have that feeling, you can just listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so, that's so great. But it's been so great that my audience, you know, I, I hope that, I just hope that, you know, 
they can listen to my music and you know feel like they're getting something out of it i love that it's probably the perfect thing to end on amazing awesome a huge thank you to danny for joining us his performance is on our Instagram live page, so be sure to check him out if you haven't watched already. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Spotify for more exclusive content. Join us again next week for another Rooftop Series conversation. DJ Aziz joins us to discuss producing and DJing. Be sure not to miss it. I'm Madison. Thanks for listening to the Rooftop Series podcast. <laughs>